0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Merry Christmas, because it is still Christmas. It will be Christmas until Tuesday, because the season of Christmas ends on the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord, which this year, because Christmas fell on a Sunday, is celebrated on a Monday. One of those wonderful things. So on Tuesday, feel free to take your lights down, to turn them off, to take down your tree and stop playing Christmas music. Or you can keep doing it until Candle Mass. whatever floats your boat. When we hear of the prophecies concerning the coming of our Lord, concerning the coming of the Messiah from the Old Testament, and we've heard a lot of them during the season of Advent, what likely first comes to mind is that a Savior is coming into the world who will save us from our sins. And that is certainly part of the story, a very important part of the story. But it's not the whole story. Because our Lord came into the world also to reveal God to us. So that we could see God face to face in the person of Christ. So that we could hear the words of God spoken not through the mouth of a prophet, but from the mouth of God himself. And that this would not just be for the children of Israel, but for all the sons and daughters of Adam and Eve. Because part of the prophecy of the coming of the Messiah was that he would bring about a state in which not just the children of Israel, but all nations would come and worship God. And that is what we heard about in our first reading today, about the nations streaming towards the mountain of God and worshiping him and falling down before him and offering him as gifts the treasures of the nations. Do you want to see the fulfillment of this prophecy? Well, if you do, look to your left, look to your right, and look in the mirror. Because unless you are of Jewish origin, you are part of the fulfillment of this prophecy. We are the sons and daughters, or the grandsons and the granddaughters, of those who in Christ have had the gates of heaven open to them, and who worship the God first made manifest to the children of Israel. But when did this marvelous fulfillment first take place? It took place when Magi from the East came to Jerusalem in search of the newborn King of the Jews. Who were the Magi? They were the ancient priests, scholars of Persia. They were followers of the prophet Zoroaster. They studied the sky, among other things. And through their study, they were aware that a newborn king of the Jews, a very important person, if his name is written in the sky. And they came to do him homage. Now where do you go when you're looking for a king? A royal palace, of course, which is where they went. But they didn't find him there. Instead, they found a psychopath, Herod the Great. Herod had married the last heiress of the Maccabees. And that was how he became the king of the Jews. And Herod was very bright. He was a great builder. But he was also paranoid as all get out. If he thought you were trying to take his throne, and he thought a lot of people were, including his own children, he would make sure that you stopped breathing. The first parish where I was a pastor at, our first grade CCD teacher was teaching the little ones about the Christmas story and she asked her class who was King Herod? This little first grade boy raises his hand and says teacher he was the world's first serial killer. Not exactly wrong. When Herod heard that a newborn king of the Jews had been born born he was afraid but he was also very clever said I'll trick these magi they'll find him for me and then I can deal with him so they asked the priests and the scribes where will the messiah be born in Bethlehem of Judea the city of David so that is where the magi went they went to find the newborn king of the Jews and at last they came and they found Joseph and Mary and the baby Jesus. And then something very remarkable happened. They came to do homage to a king but they found more than a king. They found God in human flesh and they were given the gift of faith to believe in him. And so they fell down not to do him homage, but to worship him. And they gave him gifts which proclaimed to the whole world both who and what Jesus is. We all know the gifts that they gave, but each gift symbolizes a truth about our Lord. The first gift is gold. Gold has always been very precious, and in the ancient world, gold was the metal of kings. In fact, in ancient Egypt, the pharaoh owned all the gold. It was all his by right. So the magi gave gold to the infant Jesus, telling the world that he is a king, not just the king of the Jews, not just the king of those who believe in him, but the king of all creation, the king of all the universe. The next gift that was given is frankincense. Frankincense is used in worship, was then and it is now. It was used in the temple in Jerusalem, it was used to purify And the the smoke coming up from the incense symbolized prayers going up to heaven. We still use frankincense when we use incense at church. And this symbolizes that Jesus is a priest, that he is the one who would offer sacrifice for us. And the sacrifice which he offers is himself. And the last gift is a very strange gift, because it is the embalming herb, myrrh. Myrrh was used for embalming corpses. Not exactly the gift you would think you would give to a baby, is it? And yet it tells us something very important about Jesus, that he would die for your sins and for mine. My sons and daughters in Christ, we follow the Magi. We too have found he who is God with us. And just like the Magi, we are called to profess by all that we do that Jesus is priest, prophet, and king. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.